Section 11 of Violets and Other Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. Violets and Other Tales by Alice Moore. Section 11 A Carnival Jangle there is a merry jangle of bells in the air an all-pervading sense of jester's noise and the flaunting vividness of royal colors the streets swarm with humanity humanity in all shapes manners forms laughing pushing jostling crowding a mass of men and women and children as varied and as assorted in their several individual peculiarities as ever a crowd that gathered in one locality since the days of babel it is carnival in new orleans a brilliant tuesday in february when the very air effervesces an ozone intensely exhilarating of a nature half spring half winter to make one long to cut capers the buildings are a blazing mass of royal purple and golden yellow and national flags bunting in decorations that laugh in the glint of the midas sun the streets a crush of jesters and maskers jim crows and clowns ballet girls and mephistos indians and monkeys of wild and sudden flashes of music of glittering pageants and comic ones of befeathered and belled horses a maddening dream of color and melody and fantasy gone wild in an effervescent bubble of beauty that shifts and changes and passes kaleidoscope-like before the bewildered eye a bevy of bright-eyed girls and boys of that uncertainty of age that hovers between childhood and maturity were moving down canal street when there was a sudden jostle with another crowd meeting them for a minute there was a deafening clamor of laughter cracking of whips which all maskers carry jingle and clatter of carnival bells and the masked and unmasked extricated themselves and moved from each other's paths but in the confusion a tall prince of darkness had whispered to one of the girls in the unmasked crowd you'd better come with us flo you're wasting time in that tame gang slip off they'll never miss you we'll get you a rig and show you what life is and so it happened that when a half hour passed and the bright-eyed bevy missed flo and couldn't find her wisely giving up the search at last that she the quietest and most bashful of the lot was being initiated into the mysteries of what life is down bourbon street and on toulouse and st peter streets there are quaint little old-world places where one may be disguised effectually for a tiny consideration thither guided by the shapely mephisto and guarded by the team of jockeys and ballet girls tripped flow into one of the lowest sealed dingiest and most ancient looking of these disguise shops they stopped a disguise for this demoiselle announced mephisto to the woman who met them she was small and wizened and old with yellow flabby jaws and neck like the throat of an alligator 
and straight white hair that stood from her head uncannily stiff but the demoiselle wishes to appear a boy un petit garçon she inquired gazing eagerly at flo's long slender frame her voice was old and thin like the high quivering of an imperfect tuning fork and her eyes were sharp as talons in their grasping glance mademoiselle does not wish such a costume gruffly responded mephisto ma foi there is no other said the ancient shrugging her shoulders but one is left now mademoiselle would make a fine troubadour flo said mephisto it's a daredevil scheme try it no one will ever know it but us and we'll die before we tell besides we must it's late and you couldn't find your crowd and that was why you might have seen a mephisto and a slender troubadour of lovely form with mandolin flung across his shoulder followed by a bevy of jockeys and ballet girls laughing and singing as they swept down rampart street when the flash and glare and brilliancy of canal street have palled upon the tired eye and it is yet too soon to go home and to such a prosaic thing as dinner and one still wishes for novelty then it is wise to go in the lower districts fantasy and fancy and grotesqueness in the costuming and behavior of the maskers run wild such dances and whoops and leaps as these hideous indians and devils do indulge in such wild curvettings and great walks and in the open squares where whole groups do congregate it is wonderfully amusing then too there is a ball in every available hall a delirious ball where one may dance all day for ten cents dance and grow mad for joy and never know who were your companions and be yourself unknown and in the exhilaration of the day one walks miles and miles and dances and curvets and the fatigue is never felt in washington square away down where royal street empties its stream of children and men into the broad channel of elysian fields avenue there was a perfect indian dance with a little imagination one might have willed away the vision of the surrounding houses and fancied oneself again in the forest where the natives were holding a sacred riot the square was filled with spectators masked and unmasked it was amusing to watch these mimic red men they seemed so fierce and earnest suddenly one chief touched another on the elbow see that mephisto and troubadour over there he whispered huskily yes who are they i don't know the devil responded the other quietly but i'd know that other form anywhere it's leon see i know those white hands like a woman's and that restless head ha huh. but there may be a mistake no i'd know that one anywhere i feel it's him i'll pay him now 
Ah, sweetheart, you've waited long, but you shall feast now. He was caressing something long and lithe and glittering beneath his blanket. In a masked dance it is easy to give a death-blow between the shoulders. Two crowds meet and laugh and shout and mingle almost inextricably, and if a shriek of pain should arise, it is not noticed in the din, and when they part, if one should stagger and fall bleeding to the ground, who can tell who has given the blow? There is naught but an unknown stiletto on the ground. The crowd has dispersed, and masks tell no tales anyway. There is murder, but by whom? For what? Quien sabe? And that is how it happened on Carnival Night, in the last mad moments of Rex's reign. A broken-hearted woman sat gazing wide-eyed and mute at a horrible something that lay across the bed. Outside, the long, sweet march music of many bands floated in in mockery, and the flash of rockets and bengal lights illumined the dead-white face of the girl troubadour. End of section 11. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista.